Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down the side. All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. It's JG. This is Pettit. And this is Robert. And unfortunately, we're here to talk about a loss. Titans lose to the Chiefs 20-17. to 17. Sunday night football, I would say that um, in a way we stepped up on Sunday night football and, and kind of gave a message to the rest of the league that we maybe could be a problem for the league. But then we also showed the league that our offense and receivers, I don't know, offense overall might be not good. Not good. I don't know about y'all though. It's it's weird. Um, the last few weeks, we've almost we've gone on here and like talked about how we don't really love coming on here and, and talking about this team. But after this game, even though we lost, I'm I'm almost like really excited to to talk about this game. I agree. And I didn't necessarily. I wouldn't have expected that because we lost. Yeah. And we were uh, watching the second half together, Pettit and I, and Pettit, you made the comment, like, no matter what happens the rest of this game, like, this has been a huge win for the Titans. And you can say what you want about moral victories, but that was a moral victory for us because this we went into this game thinking we're a, a bad, good football team. Like, we have a good record, but we're a bad team, especially with Malik Willis, especially with our wide receivers, which we'll get into all that. But – this our defense can keep us in literally any game, and that's I didn't think that was true. I mean, I knew there was yeah, good defense. You but were saying that last week. You were wondering if our defense was going to be that good against good offenses, right? And, and they I would say were. Yeah, I would say against the Chiefs, we were. And we've got Hooker and Elijah Molden coming back. Bud Dupree going out was a huge negative for us because Mahomes started escaping the pocket a lot more. And Bud Dupree was doing a good job kind of keeping him in the pocket when he wasn't getting to the pass rush. But So you got to think those three guys are going to be a big plus once they're healthy, hopefully for a playoff run. Um, but, man, it was a fun game. I think that also made the national media and the pundits start taking the Titans more serious, seriously. Not necessarily as a Super Bowl contender, but we're not just this joke. Yeah. You know? Well, I think our defense, at least. True. I, I mean, think we do that have, game. I think that game almost gave more people ammunition about how atrocious our offense can be. I did. Well, yeah, but I disagree I that think it a gave lot of people. people going, that's our backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah I mean, I had that. chief a Chiefs fan text me, if y'all had a wide receiver, y'all win that football game. Yeah, that's true. And I think we all agree the offense would have been better with Tannehill, even though Malik made some really good plays. Yeah. I think I think Tannehill probably. I don't know if we would have won with Tannehill. To be honest. All right. Tell with me a, more. With a hurt, I mean, in his current situation. Oh, oh, yeah, with a hurt Tannehill. I mean with a healthy Tannehill. I, I think I still am so worried about our receivers that I don't. I still don't know. Yeah, I mean, you, make, you make a good point. We I mean, did that. We, we've done it all year where we've struggled in the second half. Like, we, get, we have a good start, and then we do nothing in yeah, the second half. I, I think like, I see what you're saying. It's not 
ten, I think you could put Tom Brady in in like it's just like the receivers are that bad that it doesn't make there's nowhere to go with the ball. All right, are we wanting to do this Malik Tannehill discussion right now to start us off? No, I, no, 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 no. This isn't. I, in my opinion, this is not a Malik versus Tannehill. This is just like. Well, I think it is because what is the ceiling of our wide receivers, and it's it's really really low. It's really. Are, really are you low. saying like in overtime, the uh, the screen to Jeff Swain that we were going to do that Jeff Swain was late on? You're saying Tannehill would have thrown that. Probably he probably would have. Tannehill probably would have thrown that. Yeah. What I'm this is the this is the point that I this is why I think we win that game with Tannehill. We took out virtually all of our route combination passing and attack. We took that completely out of the out of the game plan. We basically said Malik Willis is not ready to read a defense, to go through his progressions and you know dissect all right, the receiver route combination cuz I mean, the NFL, you they call a play, and the receiver can have three different routes based on the coverage. And they basically took all of those out of the game plan. The way we can – I know that is because most all of Malik's good passing plays were either Down bootleg, or bootleg, where he has like three guys that are running towards the sideline. He can just choose who's open. Or they were one-on-one coverage where he was throwing a deep ball like that back shoulder to Austin Hooper, the beautiful pass to Nick Westbrook, Ikeen, and they were great and throws. And the pass to Chris Conley. T- yeah, too. and the pass to Chris Conley. They were great throws, but they were throws that Malik knew before the snap he was going to that guy. He did not have to read the defense after, after the snap. So we, we basically – and then on third down and six, third down and eight, we would run the ball with Hilliard. We would run the ball with Haskins. We basically – took so like all that off of Malik's plate, which is good. And it's probably what we needed to do to give ourselves to win the game. So what I'm saying with Tannehill is you, st- even though we don't have that elaborate of a passing game, we still do have that aspect in our offense. The receivers aren't, they're terrible actually. We can get into the receivers later, but I do think having Tannehill, maybe we complete one or two of those third and sixes, third and eights. Maybe we have a, a better drive in overtime and but Malik's not the reason we lost the game at all Malik played well enough to win I do think Tannehill raises the ceiling of our offense but we'll get into the the, the next the biggest conversation I think and the biggest takeaway from the game for me is how bad our wide receivers are yeah, yeah. but does that make sense what I'm trying yeah, to say no, about that Tannehill sense. and Malik I mean I agree to an extent I again I think the argument me and John Garrett were just making was because our wide receivers are so bad, even with whatever combination of routes that they're running, they aren't getting open. So it doesn't matter who's at the helm, that that game might look very similarly no matter what. Uh, and that's not a dis. That's not saying Tannehill's worse than Malik. That's not saying Malik is so much better than Tannehill. That's not saying any of that. It's just saying that our wide receivers are our wide receiver core is the worst in the league. By a large margin, a large margin. I think I can't think of another wide receiver core that's even close. Other than Robert Woods, do we have an, a wide receiver who would be on an active roster in any other roster in the NFL? I know Cody. I don't think Cody Alster shouldn't have a job. Like, shouldn't have a job. Should Nick Westbrook Ikena? He could maybe be a practice squad guy. One quick stat I'll read that uh, we were talking about this morning was uh, again, this is next gen stats, but. The league average for separation of wide receivers is, or for ball catchers, I don't know if you want to call them, uh, 
2.92 yards a route, essentially. So every route run, on a, they, they, they average how much yards of separation that guy gets like versus his primary defender, right? Yes. yes. Okay. And then they, they, then they accumulate them throughout the whole game, and then yep. they average them out. Yep. Okay. And so for one game, the average is what? So the average for the league is two point nine two. So that's like, that's like the standard. That's okay. what like when you're going into a game. That's again, so I, I don't. Chase it says league average, get, and I don't know. I, I think that's for the week. I don't know if that's for the entire league, like all nine weeks. So Jamar Chase is probably getting like four and a half yards. Yeah. So obviously better players on average. Yeah. Um, the Titans consistently average less than they. We don't even normally hit the average. And this week was pretty much the same, where Chig was our highest. With tight two, end. Tight end. He got 2.24 yards of separation, which is below average. Hooper got two yards of separation. Another, and tight, another end. tight end. And then this is where it just gets ugly. This is where it gets really ugly. This is our wide receivers. Wide receiver one, Robert Woods, 0.92 yards of separation. Chris Conley, who got second of our wide receivers, 0.88. And Cody Hollister, 0.57. Nick Westbrook-Akina was so bad, he didn't even make the top five for records on the on the list. For the Titans. And he's never averaged above the average for the league this season. And that's the interesting thing about that stat is they measure every route. So it's not yeah. just the ball has to come to them. If there's a pass play called, every eligible pass catcher gets a yardage of separation metric on them for that route. Yeah. And we did not have a single wide receiver that got more than a yard of separation. Nope. That's, that's, that's terrible. That's really, really, I, really, really. I don't bad. know about y'all, but that that just it's kind of depressing. That's an indictment on John Robinson that pissed me off. John Robinson I, that makes me mad at John Robinson. Got egg okay. smeared on his face this week and this whole season. I hope he's embarrassed by that performance. Seriously, this is the worst. Front office, this is worse than Isaiah Wilson. This is worse than letting Jack Conklin go. What, this trading is, AJ? Or just it's part of it. it trading AJ and not, not having a plan. Not someone else. Not getting someone well, I mean, else. We did, we, he did have a plan. It's Traylon Burks. Who's well, the hurt. plan sucks. Okay, well, but I mean, even that, you, you recognize the, and you the change. Traylon Burks has it come and fix this. The plan got turf toe, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. John Robinson. The, okay, but see that for John okay, Robinson, the thing is, it's like Traylon Burks. Okay, say he's this magical, perfect wide receiver, and he gets Jamar Chase four yards of separation a, a route. You still have Robert Woods getting point nine. Yeah, I know. like you know what I mean. There's still players that aren't getting open at all. So it's like you need somebody else to at least hit the average, the average for the league. Yeah, the average, please, the average. That's there's so many bad wide receivers in the league, and our wide receivers are worse than all of them. As of, of them. as of right now, I, I mean, is there a worse Titans trade in history of our franchise? As of right now, I know I don't even, we're all holding I out hope know. selfishly that AJ starts missing some games because of knee problems. I know we don't want to say that about players getting hurt. I'm just going to come out and admit it. At this yeah, point, it's so the lopsided. Gonna, that's the only way the trade is going to even be remotely close to a good decision. It, it was, it, we are, we are so on the losing end of this trade. It's insane. 10 games, 10 weeks into the NFL season that it's, it's, it's making me question everything. Well, I thought about yeah. John Robinson. 
the I feel like the only way, like right now, currently, we are losing that trade by infinity. But uh, in terms of long term, like AJ, you know, d- getting hurt or not having as much of a career in a, in a year yeah, or two, they- and then Traylon Burks being durable okay, but and the thing is right now years. with how good our defense is oh i'm not trying we, to defend it we are a wide receiver away from being a super bowl contender literally one we're wide a wide receiver. receiver away even with dennis daly as our left tackle yeah yeah i didn't i we talked about that last week because we talked about that going into the trade deadline and i didn't think that we were i didn't I either thought we were still bad but after seeing the chiefs game i'm like all right maybe we are what 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 play by the wide receiver pissed you off the most? The Nick Westbrook Kina drop, the Chris Conley drop, or the Cody Hollister throw to him where he just kept running into the defender and <laughs> the, he didn't even turn around. The worst one that makes me the most mad is anytime Cody Hollister's on the field. <laughs> Any single one. I think the Nick Westbrook Kina drop because the Chris Conley drop, it was like, okay, this guy's a practice squad player. Like he probably shouldn't be out there. I can, you know, I guess understand he didn't how can I expect him to do that but Nick Westbrook Ikena has been a starter on our team for the last two years and he's been a contributor in the NFL for three years that thing hit him right in the hands you got to come down with that ball and then you see and that- Noah Gray and freaking Watson number 84 for the Chiefs making circus catches yeah and they're they're like the third fourth fifth options for the Chiefs so, and the Nick Westbrook Ikena drop was at the most important part of the game out of those three instances because that was second and nine. We went for it. We could have gotten the ball in the red zone, like the, what, the five, ten yard line. The next play, we ran the screen to Dontre Hilliard. It was a loss. We, we were out of field goal range. Yeah. Got nothing. And I mean, we – Cody we, Hollister also that block in the back. I did quotation marks. It wasn't blocking was back. Dumb. Five, what, five, eight yards out of the way of the play. Yeah. And that was that was a field goal, too. That it was massive, field too. Goal I as well. forgot. So, another reason why I can't stand him, and I hope he's listening to this. Well, our, our tight ends are our two best I agree. wide receivers. I, I think right now, I, Traylon Burks is supposed to be coming back, or he's anticipated to come back for this Broncos game. The game plan, in terms of passing the ball, has got to be Traylon Burks, Whenever Kyle Phillips comes in, just in Austin Hooper and Chig. And Chig. Those are the and only. Hilliard. And if I like throw, Dontre Hilliard. If you throw it to anybody else, don't. Just don't even think about it. I like they Robert Woods. Be in the game. At this point in his career, he's not going to get a lot of separation, but he does his job. He blocks hard. He's going to yeah. catch the ball. And probably his best routes are the ones across the middle of the field that you said and those he, routes were kind of canceled. Correct. Being asked Taking to do away. something that isn't his like strong suit. Like he's in a wide receiver one, which is probably not his strong suit. If you find yourself throwing the ball to Cody Hollister or Nick Westbrook Ikena or Chris Conley, and they are not wide open because of a busted coverage or because of some scheme that we did, you're wrong. You <laughs> cannot throw to those guys that they're covered. We did it. Remember when we threw in the super in the playoff game to the very last drive, Tannehill's third pick, he throws to a double Westbrook covered with Nick right? Westbrook Ikena. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, John Robinson, what are you thinking to think that these guys are your best options without going and getting somebody else just off the street? A retired Will Fuller who hasn't practiced or played football in a year yeah. comes in this week and is better than all of our receivers but Robert Woods. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, d- does does Nick Westbrook, Ikena, and Cody Hollister make Vanderbilt's roster this year? <laughs> I mean, Cody does Hollister Clark Lee play them in Cody. meaningful snaps this year? I'm dead serious. Cody Hollister doesn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recruit him if I was a college coach. What are we doing? Just because they can block, we're going to throw them out there in a meaningful NFL game on Sunday night football and embarrass ourselves? They can't block. Block in the back. Well, I will say, if Nick, if Nick Westbrook-Akina had caught that ball, it would have been very exciting. And speaking of exciting, let's hear from our sponsors at DraftKings Sportsbook. So get this, your team is down, your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. Your pulse, racing. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands. You get it. You get the ball. Your team has the ball. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Things that I'm liking this week, we got the Titans and the Broncos. I'm going a fresh-from-the-field weekly special on DraftKings, plus 200, Derrick Henry to have 100-plus rush yards and one-plus rush touchdown. That's what I'm liking. I don't know about y'all, but that's what I'm liking. I am liking a same-game parlay with the Titans and Broncos this week. It is going to be a defensive slobber knocker slugfest. I'm going the under. It's a low total this week, but I'm still hitting that under 38-and-a-half Paired with the Titans' money line win, getting back in the win column. Russell Wilson and our receivers don't make for a lot of points to be scored this year. So, hit that under, hit the Titans to win. And I am hitting the over on the three-and-a-half field goals total made in the game. I like that. Broncos. Fat Randy coming in clutch. (laughs) And McManus. McManus is a good good kicker. Bronco country. That's right. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game, once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, just place a $5 bet on any football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, I wanted to talk about a few things from the game. I just had a quick list, and we've already talked about some of it, but one, the NBC broadcast was pissing me off all night. Chris Collinsworth was drooling over the Chiefs and Mahomes and Kelsey, and it was very frustrating and very, very annoying. They also did us dirty with that wide receiver comparison for the whole – Oh, my gosh. The whole – our wide receivers as a whole compared to A.J. Brown's stats. I'm sick and tired of seeing A.J. Brown on Twitter. He's being a baby about all this stuff when at the end of the day it was probably his fault that he's um, – I, I, I think that ultimately it was on his end with his agent. They just were fed up with us, 
and they weren't going to get. Well, we didn't. Done. We weren't going to pay him. We didn't yeah. want to pay him. Well, yes, enough. Yeah, I think that we maybe would have potentially worked something to where it got to a point where he just wasn't having it. And let me say this: we ever were. Usually, this is what gives me a little bit of silver lining hope in this whole trade thing with AJ Brown. Usually, when guys pop off on social media or start talking about how they won whatever situation, it doesn't end well, usually. Yeah. Like, if you start bragging, if you start getting all arrogant, you start showboating, you start beating your chest like he's doing on Twitter. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for uh, for old Christian Fulton to get a, get a load of him. I mean, this Eagles-Titans Eagles game, game is going to be heated. Oh, heated. Um, the refs, I also think were pissing me off. I thought I didn't think they were consistent. I thought they were way more in favor of the Chiefs than we were. I mean, are we going to talk well, about the the phantom defensive holding call on the two-point conversion? Well, I don't think it was a phantom defensive holding call. I think that Kalu was holding, but I think Kelsey also Kelsey got was in his trying face. Kelsey was trying to break the kid's neck. <laughs> yeah. I just don't That's another player who I don't know why Clue's on the team. Oh, every time Clue. Also, why would you put him Kalu, on Travis Kelsey? I thought Clue had a fine game. I just like, I was thinking of Pettit every time Clue was on the field. I know we I don't that. love Kalu here on this podcast, but he didn't. He wasn't the reason we lost the game. No, but he's still just not good. <laughs> he had a pretty big hit on Pacheco in the open field. That like, I mean, congrats. Pettit's Pettit's still not thrilled. I, I, I'm not thrilled because he's not very good and then you have a guy like Andrew Adams who has been an undrafted guy for five or six years and he's coming out he's been very good he's been very very good he had a couple plays where I was like probably could have done a little bit better especially on some of the Patrick Mahomes rushing plays but he's he's been very good and he's been super super great compliment to when uh, Amani Hooker's out did and y'all he's in the lineup now that when Amani Hooker is back he's he's good enough that they're going we need you in the game did y'all? What was y'all's take on that defensive holding? I mean, you, I, no, no, you said you thought it was a good call. I could, I thought it could have been uh, offset. Like I thought, which one it was? It, it, it didn't really affect the next play because the half the distance to the goal and uh, like redoing the down didn't really make a difference. Well, they got the they got the two point conversion after that. I know, but what I'm saying is offsetting and oh, I know. Calling the yeah. holding didn't really matter. That's true. They still would have had another try. I thought Maybe. it was a bad call. I think critical play like that you just let him the play. guy's getting his neck broken by the offensive player yeah. i you just i don't know it really yeah. pissed me off i do off think it moment. leaned more towards the legal hands to the face yeah yeah that, that was more egregious than i just hold. i just thought that they weren't they were i think that they were calling it more in favor of the chiefs i thought so and, too and at the end of the day you never know what these refs are going to do you never know if nfl's a little rigged maybe i don't know you want the chiefs to get a win in prime time, like patch Mahomes, yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know. It, um, especially a, when we would have we would be rolling, and then like a holding call. I remember one specifically on Aaron Brewer versus Chris Jones, and I was like, that was not. Yeah, that like when we the calling Cody that, blocking the back, like the block in the back, like just, come on, that's a big play too. That was a field was goal massive. for us. And for the sure. frustrating thing for us when we move the ball, a holding call kills our drive. <laughs> Like to have the offense. Once to, you get to, a holding call, you're like, all right, well, there goes our drive. We, we finally get a, a 13 yard play, and then there's a holding. Yeah, like, we're oh, not converting gosh. on first and 20. We're not yeah. going to get a first down. But the Chiefs get illegal man downfield, and it's first and 15 or first and 20 on a holding call, and, and you're like third and 17, and Patrick Williams scrambles. Yeah, you're which like, I thought Rashad Weaver was held on that play. Um, Dupree being out was 
like it the game completely changed. Yep. Mahomes was able to rush all over us. It was awful. Derrick Henry only rushing 17 times. I get the way that the game went. I understand that maybe, you know, we were in obvious passing situations to where we couldn't run him, but I still think you just run him. I think Yeah, I, I do too. I feel like he had to have more than 17 rushes. I think yes because of who you're throwing to. Yeah. Oh, if, yeah. Well, exactly. if there were better wide receivers on the field then I don't yeah, I think the game plan was solid. Um, and then at the end of the day, I think that this can be kind of how we sum up the whole game. Is, and I think I've heard y'all mention this, but at the end of the day, I think this game is on two people: Todd Downing and John Robinson, because there could be some questionable calls in the second half from Todd Downing that you oh, just I've wonder got a whole like, bit on Todd Downing. Yeah, like what is – what are you – Todd Downing, are you calling plays good enough for Malik or to put Malik in the success? And at the same time, Malik Willis should never be in this position. And even Tannehill as quarterback should never be in this position with trash people to throw to. And I think at the end of the day, this goes back on John Robinson throughout the offseason. We did not help – we hurt our offense and did not give Tannehill the success that he needed after having a tough game against the Bengals and having that three interception game. And our our only answer the rest of the year, because we didn't do anything at the trade deadline, we haven't signed anyone, our only answer is just thinking that Traylon Burks is going to come off the injury report and be basically Savior. Jamar Chase from last year. Like there, That's the only way I think – we have a shot because, yes, Derrick Henry can have his games, but at the and our defense can have those games where they step up and are beast. But we still need something on offense. Like we can't keep doing what we're doing. I've got another. Solution. It is so frustrating. I've got another solution for you. Three letters. O B J. Okay. Um, yeah, but he do he's not interested in us. He would not come to the Titans if we paid he him enough money. He us. would no. He wants to win with someone. He probably sees the Titans as, yeah, oh, I don't think I can go win there. He already, I think he already said he, he would see himself like the Bills, Rams, Niners, and Giants. Those are his four They teams. say that stuff. They don't know where they're going to end up. Listen, I don't, I don't let think me say this. Shot are we Jay. not the franchise where Hall of Fame wide receivers come to die? <laughs> are we yeah, and he not? doesn't want to come to die here. <laughs> they, they don't ever – that doesn't. That's never stopped Randy Moss. They didn't stop Andre Johnson. They didn't stop Julio Jones. What about this solution? I saw this on Twitter. Shout out the Titans Wire. Zero defensive snaps for Caleb Farley for the third straight game. Can we try him at receiver at least? <laughs> Just tell him to go on a go route and see. Not if he a bad can. idea. I, at this point, frick it. Yeah. Let's go, Caleb Farley. Let's see at receiver. We need to talk about two offensive drives where we had first and ten. At I think like the 41 and then first and 10 at the 39. One in the first half, one in the second half. And then we went backwards from that point out of field goal range and had to punt. I think Todd Downing lost the game for us there by not getting us in field goal range. And when I those, say that. Surely those are Derrick Henry. You can try Derrick Henry. That's what I, I'm Even not, if he's stuffed on first down, just run him again. And I, I, I want – my initial reaction, I think the fans' initial reaction, is to hammer Todd Downing, right? However, 
when I think you, you, you get a little bit more into thinking about if you're in that situation, you're trying to game plan, what in the world do you do? If, if Derrick Henry's not working and you want to have a plan B or you just want to have something to change it up and, you know, you've already run Malik to get down there, you want to change it up from running the ball, who do you throw it with the ball to? Like, I, and it comes back, and I know we've beat this horse. At some point, we've got to give Todd Downing some grace. Like, he has the worst receivers in the NFL. I guess we could run the ball every single time. I guess we could do that. But then, like, what we're going to be crucifying if we're not having enough creativity. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Todd Downing is a very good offensive coordinator. Don't, don't get me wrong. He's I'd rather have answer. somebody ha- somebody else. But at some point in time, we have, to, we have to be honest with ourselves and say, Sean McVay is not fixing this offense. Like, pick the best offensive mind in, the, in, in, in football today. Mike McDaniel? Mike McDaniel's not coming in. And fixing this off. Mike McDaniel probably comes in and says, John Robinson, we're going to cut these four guys immediately. (laughs) Uh, Give me practice squad guys or somebody off the street who's faster that can give me more. I mean, seriously. At least have speed. Yeah. So at some point, like, yes, Todd Downing's not good. And yes, our receivers are terrible. So, like, it's a perfect combination to where we cannot score more than 20 points a game, which can't, which is why I think you should hit the under on the Denver Titans <laughs> game this weekend because both offenses can't hit 20 points a game. <laughs> That's funny. It's – I don't know. I I think that this game, it, it almost – like I said, it one, it was – it made me actually excited to talk about the Titans even though we lost. Two, um, it enhanced even more worries about the offense, especially with the receivers. Offensive line – it is what it is at this point. Like, there's, there's nothing different. I feel like you just you get what you get with offensive line and the problem yeah. with this freaking Titans offense is again, like you said, you get what you get, and we've gotten the same thing week after week. Like we again have only scored three points in the fourth quarter all season long. How ridiculous is that? Three points. The only game that's been different this season of every sing- every single game has been the exact. Same game that we've played, except the Bills. Every single game, whether it's been a win or a loss, every single game has been the exact same. And maybe we've Texans, because we maybe didn't we score a touchdown in the second half against yeah, Texans. And I guess we scored a field goal in the fourth quarter. Yeah, cool. Whatever. All I'm saying is basically <laughs> every single game has been us scoring 17, 20 points in the first half, and then we don't do anything in the second half. It doesn't matter who we're playing; it's the exact same game. It's it's kind of crazy to just think what we've played eight games this season, eight games. Yeah, we're and five and seven three. of them have been identical, identical. <laughs> it doesn't matter who we're playing. The the Oy. insane thing about the NFL is that even though we have practice squad guys out there at wide receiver, we're going to go to the playoffs because our division is horrible. <laughs> the Colts are basically tanking. They just fired Mark Mark. Uh, Frank Reich. Reich. <laughs> <laughs> they fired Frank Reich. Would you want Frank Reich as an OC? Absolutely, over Todd I'd give that a shot. Also, Frick yeah. Also, you're going to get so much information on the Colts. Frick yeah. I, well, I we would, don't have to play him again. But yeah. I would do it. No, I just. I mean, we're Reich, not going to make that move. Frank until Reich the as an OC won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Absolutely. I bet he comes in here and some heads roll. Hey, I'd take him over Todd Downing any day. I get that their offense struggled and they had a great running back and. He might have been the play caller some of the Colts. I just, 
I still would take him over Todd Downey. Same. All right, here's a question for y'all. Did we see enough out of Malik Willis to not take a quarterback in the next two years in the draft? No, I think I think I think you got to get a, another quarterback. You just got to try it. You have nothing to lose. You know that a big missing piece is the quarterback moving forward. You got to go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, quarterback. Draft. <laughs> Left tackle. Left tackle. I I don't know. Uh, I don't think. He yeah, definitely we, got better from the Texans to the Chiefs game. Yeah, he's still doing. He's he's still got to learn a lot, but he's still he has those things that you can't necessarily coach. Yeah. And so you just hope that eventually maybe someone like a Frank Reich can come in and coach him yeah. and be a good quarterback. I would love to see him with some good wide receivers. I think he's he's got a good throw. I think he needs to dedicate his entire like Jalen Hurts. I think I think yeah. Jalen Hurts it like we could see yeah. from Malik Willis. Yeah, and I think like Jalen Hurts, what he went was I feel like when he first like as a rookie, he was like, Oh, I'm I'm a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, Oh wait, I I can throw, and the yeah. majority of my thought process is throwing. I think if Malik is like, hey, I'm staying in the pocket until I see it open, kind of like a Mahomes where it's like, oh, wow, he makes those big, long runs. I mean, Malik has the arm talent to just throw it. Yeah. I mean, every – Yeah, he, to sling it. Well, I mean, you look at someone like a Justin Fields now, too, who's starting to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And they're starting to call the offense like he's a thrower to mold more. to him. like. That can definitely happen. We can. I think that that's possible with Malik Willis. Yeah. I didn't see anything that made me like think that he needs to start over Tannehill. Definitely, no, it's Tannehill's team still for sure. But I didn't see anything that makes me want to, you know, press the emergency red flashing lights and say Malik's not the answer either. The Texans game, I was thinking that. I think the Texans game, I was like, okay, I just, I think Malik just is not going to ever get it. Yeah. But the progression he made from, you know, in one week. And in prime time. In prime time, yes, he had a lot. He had a, some mistakes. They they completely. He only completed five passes. Th- th- I mean, they made, they condensed That's the game tomatoes, plan. Tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> not important. They condensed the game plan. But he had, you know, probably another three or four passes that should have been caught. Yeah, definitely. And then, but then you think about things like the screen pass in overtime, where he's just got to sit in there a little bit longer, be a little bit more patient, and that just comes with experience, comes with game, you know, gameplay, comes with watching film. But I think one of the main things we learned about Malik is that he learns quickly. Yeah. Because we saw the Texans game, his first action, and then just not throwing the ball to wide open receivers and taking a sack. He threw the ball this week. All right, he's learning, and I know that's like what a quarterback's supposed to do, but. There's hope there. Not as much hope before we saw him take the field, right? I think <laughs> not as much hope in the unknown. In the unknown, because <laughs> yeah. there is a little known yeah. now. But after seeing the man with some flaws, and and he went one and one, which is and gave us a chance to win against the Chiefs. Like that's what you want your backup quarterback to do. Yeah. Um, there, there's hope for for him to grow to maybe be the starter in year three. So I think we can all agree that this game, even though we lost, probably made us feel a little better about the rest of the year. Um, and the Packers still look, they look even worse each week. So that was a team we thought it was a tough game. We have that coming up. Broncos, like we said, they don't look as good as, as we thought they would be. Eagles gave up a lot of yards to Damian Pierce. Maybe Derrick Henry could run all over him. Bengals, they're probably going to be really good. They're st- they may still miss Jamar Chase that game. Who knows? We can, 
survive this stretch and we can have a good end of the season. If we and can I think take we still the Chiefs make the to overtime, we could beat everybody on our schedule. Yeah. The rest of the, the rest of the year. We I, can I also lose agree. everyone on our schedule. 100%. Yeah. So Including the Jags and, and, and the, the Texans, Texans again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, – I don't know. It's a very interesting game, but we're going to wrap that up and we're going to uh, – It's so much better go. than the Monday night primetime game we had in week two. Way better. Way better. So, yeah, uh, that's all we got. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. And we thank y'all. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry.